Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Hi, Michelle Martin. Welcome, investors. Could the results of the Georgia runoff elections in the U.S. Senate turn into a big deal for markets? Are there policies that President-elect Joe Biden could implement that could impact U.S. markets? Is now the time to pile in and double down on certain investments? And we find out more about a cash-plus portfolio that SAIF has developed, and it aims to deliver a projected rate of 1.75% per annum on any amount. We're going to find out more with Dhruv Arora, founder and CEO at SAIF. How are you, Drew? Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. How are you doing? Happy New Year to you. And Happy New Year to you. It has been a tumultuous day. I just scanned the headlines. Wall Street (laughs) Journal, you know, the editorial board of Rupert Murdoch's newspaper empire has denounced Trump for inciting a mob. It's declared his behavior impeachable and it's actually urging Trump to resign to avoid a second impeachment. I want to start with a question that we're putting to all our analysts this morning. As you survey the market, Dhruv, how do we explain uh, the bull run in markets, given all this uncertainty, political uncertainty over the U.S.? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, this is a question which we get asked um, almost every day. And in fact, I would not just say in the last few weeks, it's something we've seen last few months. In fact, most of 2020 can be said that. I think at the base of it, it's the fact that there is just too much money in the market, right? Uh, all the printing, all the printing of money, all the stimulus checks, they all add up. And essentially, these assets, as, as money itself starts losing value, people want to park them somewhere so they can get yield, they can get some returns, which has led to the rally that you've seen across the stock markets, right? And of course, some stocks have benefited more than the others. We've seen this big run-up in tech stocks because they've, everyone's working from home and this whole online wave is happening. Uh, but this move is uniform. And as markets get a little bit more adjusted to the presidential news and you know some of the Biden policies, now you are seeing even the other stocks, the cyclical stocks like you know infrastructure, which were not doing as well, have recently started seeing that rally up. So the very short answer is there's too much money in the market and money's chasing yield, especially as the bank rates keep on falling to, to all-time low. All right, let's switch gears. Look at the U.S. dollar. It's hovered above its lowest levels in nearly three years, edging slightly higher yesterday. This after Democrats uh, won control of the U.S. Senate. And that clears the way for hopes that possibly larger fiscal stimulus um, could flood the market. So currency markets seem largely unperturbed, again, looking away from the chaos in Washington. Um, before all this happened, analysts that we spoke with were generally saying a Democrat-controlled Senate would be a net positive for economic growth and mm. for more, more risk assets, but negative for bonds and the US dollar. So looking at the yeah. dollar in particular, what, what do you see moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I actually feel the weakness of the dollar probably will continue, right? I mean, essentially, a fiscal stimulus will mean more printing of money somewhere, the value of money itself actually, uh, you know, going down. Now, of course, I think the key thing for us to see is what really happens uh, with the interest rates, as you might have recently, you know, seen, I think for the first time since March, uh, the long-term interest rates, they moved over 1%. Now, that was center for future jitters in the market because if the interest rates move up, typically that is negative for the stock market, especially for growth stocks. Uh, but from everything that we've been hearing and we've been reading about, it seems like this is the level where we expect it to stay for the next you know, uh, two years. 
And if you fundamentally come back uh, and come to the first principles, what markets always like is a level of certainty. Now, with the clean uh, Biden win and at least currently, uh, you know, a democratic Senate, uh, which is not largely contested. And plus, there is a lot of, you know, chatter about impeachment of Trump. All these things, to some extent, are focusing towards something which will be a stable setup, if not today, in two months from now, three months from now. And mm-hmm. that is what the markets are liking. And that is what actually has led to uh, the rally that you saw, which, which happened again yesterday. So you see U.S. dollar resilience in the face of this risk on mood? I actually feel, to be honest, um, it will probably weaken a little bit from here. Uh, my, my hunch is that it will actually weaken a little bit. Uh, but as I said, I mean, the broader markets will remain resilient and they will move up in some ways. Are you expecting a tapering in QE from the FOMC? Um, so I think with the close margin that the Democrats have won the Senate, uh, our view is that they probably can't go too aggressive. On, on, on the stimulus in some regards. Mm. And therefore, I, to some extent, we believe it will be a bit more contained output. And a good example is, you know, the stimulus was originally planned at, I think, about $2,000. Mm-hmm. And now the last thing that we're hearing is $600, right? So, so it's already kind of getting priced in uh, into the actions. And, and we expect it to be a bit more controlled rather than something being very, very radical. So the short answer to your question would be a yes, yeah. All right. I'm speaking to uh, Dhruv. Uh, he's joining us from SAIF, where he's founder and CEO, Dhruv Arora. Dhruv, let's look at stocks in particular. Um, stocks have soared on stimulus bets and NASDAQ jumped 2.5%. I want in particular to look at the Georgia runoff elections and get your views if you think the results could turn into a big deal for markets. Hmm. Um, I feel that a lot of what needs to happen has already been priced in, right? Especially what you saw on the first day, which was day before yesterday, and then then, then yesterday in the markets, etc., right? So I think what has happened now, and you know, we'll just again coming back to that principle, um, the the narrow win of the Democrats in mm-hmm. the Senate means that they somewhere have to be contained in their opinion. So somewhere they will not really try to go super against the Republicans. So, so my view is that essentially everything that you will have is going to be somewhat contained and somewhat within reason with a broader setup, right? So if that does go through, uh, then I actually think that is net positive for the markets and at least certain sectors which will be policy dependent will, will anyway benefit. Like we spoke about cyclical sectors, like some of the infrastructure stocks were up 10, 15% uh, day before yesterday. Mm. Uh, but I also feel this will, you know, further on have impact and positive impact uh, over time on emerging stocks, which again fits into the US dollar weakening story, etc., as the case might be. So, some market watchers believe that the old economy stocks in the Dow, for example, is going to benefit yeah. from bigger economic stimulus, but that tech stocks could be hurt by higher corporate taxes, stricter antitrust scrutiny. Your, yeah. um, your, your reasoning is in response to old economy stocks and tech stocks in particular, for example. Can you share more there? Sure. So uh, Dow, exactly right. I mean, essentially the cyclical stocks you talk about, infrastructure, you talk about, you know, healthcare and hospitals, right? Uh, they are likely uh, to benefit, again, with Biden policies. And again, at the end of the day, you know, he's the president and now they control the Senate. And that is something which is all, almost a little bit, you know, which probably will not get as consist- uh, contested by the Republicans um, in the House for that matter as well. Um, so those you will expect to benefit. And some of the early moves have already happened, as as we've seen. Now, it's also important to realize that if you look at it over a nine-month, 12-month perspective, 
these sectors have largely massively underperformed you know the technology sector right so they are not really going to be outperforming in some ways but they'll be catching up on the underperformance right but if you're an investor now that is a trend that you should expect to continue um, over the next few months and the next few years for that matter now i think with tech stocks i think you made a very good point uh, the aspect of considerations about both the antitrust regulations um, as well as you know higher interest rates now our actual view is that what will really impact the tech stocks would be if rates actually start going up right um, and that is also one of the reason why they want to somewhere try to keep the inflation in check which somewhere uh, links up to the point of having a lower stimulus and a more aligned stimulus which is probably closer to what even the republicans wanted um, from 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 the democrats um, in in some regards so our view is that essentially the biggest risk for tech stocks is more if rates actually continue going up we think it's unlikely as you know everything that has been coming out at least for the next you know two years there's supposed to be stability out here uh, so so we think that that would be unlikely and as far as the antitrust and you know some of the other regulations see that view both i think the democrats and republicans had but the reality is you know the way how the world is evolving and the role that many of these tech companies are playing on on a global scale right um i think that their performance or their adoption will continue uh, to increase and only accelerate right and i think that will potentially outweigh some of these fears um, that that some people you know uh, might might have in place okay let's drill down on some ideas there so the big picture view in us equity seems to be that blue wave election theme is here to stay it'll be tough to fight with cyclicals tech rallying side by side as well uh, when it comes to policies that president elect joe biden could implement that may impact us markets is now the time to pile in and double down on certain investments <laughs> well you know at size we we always believe we are more about uh, investing rather than trading right uh, if your perspective is for the next few years or or, or beyond uh, then this is a great time it's always a great time right uh, if you are looking at something which is a very short term setup which is let's say a few months then there is always a level of uncertainty and this could be completely indifferent of anything that's happening in the US right you might have you know you're having this whole second wave of uh, you know or various like covid you know variants mm-hmm. coming into play so on and mm-hmm. so forth so so i would say that rather than you know reading too much into this aspect because there will be something which will always be unpredictable and out of control i would say that uh, you know people should think of uh, investing more uh, in wake of what they want to achieve and what is their investment horizon and our view is that if your investment horizon is not of a few years uh, then you know it's always better to do it early because time time in the market is always more powerful than time in the market okay so investors are concerned about rising covid cases political uncertainty over in the us i wonder if you could share your thoughts on trends that you think could impact investor sentiment that you're already seeing shape up for this year 2021 yeah so i feel um, of course i think uh, if uh, i mean the whole covid situation last year right it was a very big a very severe aspect but last year is a good example also how markets completely shunned them away right and if anything where we are today there is slightly more positivity because let's say in singapore we are expecting by the third quarter everyone gets uh, vaccinated right mm-hmm. in different countries across the world in the next 24 months we expect the vaccines to actually go through um so if you think of it we are in a slightly more 
positive scenario today than what we were maybe six months ago mm-hmm. because there was uncertainty around COVID, there was uncertainty around U.S. elections, there was we didn't know how life will function and life will go on. Um, we are in a slightly positive situation compared to that. Of course, it's not all hunky dory, and there is of course. Uh, you know, economic uncertainties. But with the fact of, if you add all this to the fact that there is money out there and, you know, the stimulus and it's getting printed and, you know, people are chasing yield, um, our view is that, you know, these things continue and we've maintained that view all through. There might be a short blip, which could be completely unforeseen, you know, if there's something goes rogue with some impeachment or something could go rogue, um, you know, with another variant of the virus for that matter. But again, this is something which will, in our view, last for a few months. And that's why we say at least we, we are not, we don't, we never advocate a two, three month investment, uh, you know, horizon. We always, if you're investing for a few years, then it's always a good time because if you have that blip, you can just write it out. And again, you know, if you, if you look at history, right, in the last 150 years of the stock market, if you have stayed invested for enough amount of time, you have always ended up positive, right? I think we ran these numbers somewhere, which said that if you were invested for 20 years in the market, no matter when you entered, at any point, you could have entered at the peak, at the trust, it did not matter. You will always and always um, end up in the positive. So that's the same, you know, uh, thesis we'll give here. And, and we would say that if that is an alignment that, you know, um, users have or, or, or customers have, um, it's always a good time to invest. Stay invested. All right. Now, when it came to uncertainty, most people looked at their uh, savings accounts and then looked with dismay as they saw. I was looking at, um, I won't name it, but there's a bank that has slashed their saving interest rates four times in eight months, bringing it down to 0.3% for a salary credit and bonus interest. Really didn't make a lot of people that I know that had stashed their money there feel good. But I understand over at Saif, you've developed a cash plus portfolio that aims to deliver a projected rate of 1.75% per annum on any amount with no lockup period or limit. Could you tell us about the constituents of this Cash Plus portfolio? Sure. Yeah, I mean, very excited about this launch because exactly as you said, Michelle, the, the problem that we have is majority of us are still savers, right? Even in a developed economy like Singapore, 40 to 45% of our wealth is in saving bank accounts. And if they are giving up, you know, the interest rates which they are giving, the net real interest rate, you know, if you remove the cost of increase and so on and so forth, is negative. So how do you actually, you know, your wealth is in a way losing value. Mm. So the idea of the cash plus product was that can people at least, you know, get some sort of a net positive return? And that's why we built a product where, you know, the expected return is 1.75%. And now the constituents are essentially uh, three products that we have uh, built alongside uh, Lion Global Investors. As some of, uh, you know, our listeners might know, Lion Global is a subsidiary of, of OCBC. Uh, and essentially, they are more of the investment arm uh, per se. So these three products essentially are a blend of, of money market funds, which essentially largely invest in government securities or government linked securities, such as, you know, MAS, you know, uh, treasury bills. Uh, at the same time, it will also invest in some super safe, uh, high rated uh, corporate bonds. Uh, which belong to companies which all of us would have heard of. Like I was seeing like one of the biggest constituents is, is the capital and, you know, corporate bond or, or standard chartered for that matter. So largely, uh, if you look at the portfolio, it's essentially investing in government as well as corporate bonds, more on the government bond side because we want it to be a relatively, uh, you know, safe product, uh, but also some of the uh, corporate bonds. Now, the good thing is in the products we've chosen, the criteria is to choose uh, something which is investment grade and above. So extremely 
high quality cockroach and hence you know we have a lot of certainty on how this product will function and to some extent the stability of this product as time goes by so are, does this mean that if i park my money with cash plus i'm going to be getting access to institutional sh- share class of funds Absolutely. So that's one of the big plus points. In fact, uh, you know, the overall rebates uh, that you get at SAIF are about 30 basis points uh, or 0.3 percent, which is basically more than what, you know, the bank you mentioned is, is giving you on the whole. Right. Uh, that is and that is just in the rebates. Now, if you went and did it yourself, you will lose out on that 0.3 percent. Plus, of course, there is no minimum and the whole process is super accessible. Uh, what we really expect and what a lot of our current users value is the ease of moving between cash plus and our other portfolio. So you can just move it with a click, you know, either way. So if you're not sure of the markets and you want to, you know, pull out, you can just move to Cash Plus and go for something which is a bit more stable, giving you, you know, up to 1.75%. How else is Cash Plus different from maybe other savings accounts? So people are used to depositing their salary in accounts that have tiered interest rates, for example. You don't have that, right? No, it's just one rate and it's just way, way, way higher. <laughs> Normally, you know, most of the saving rates are like 5 or, or 10 basis points or, or 0.1, 0.2%. And there are no loopholes and all that. Oh, you know, uh, in, you know, create your salary, uh, make five transactions, tell your grandmom to open an account. You know, like, <laughs> you know we, we don't have all that. We've kept it super simple, like one-click entry, one-click exit. You know, everything is out there. There is, there is no caveats and, and there are no limits, right? Because some of the other... Uh, I think players who actually, you know, um, offer products uh, like this, they normally either have a minimum that, hey, you have to minimum put like $10,000 or sometimes they have a maximum or maximum you can put is $10,000. So here, you know, we wanted to build something which genuinely people can use for managing their cash, especially in periods of uncertainty and periods, you know, where they want to get at least something beyond what the bank is giving to them, right? Absolutely. Um, and, the, mm-hmm. and that is where this is a great option. And again, you know, you can come in anytime, leave anytime. There is no entry, there is no exit. And we, we started only about 48 hours ago, oh, uh, Michelle. And, great. And, and, and the response has been phenomenal, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's been our most successful uh, launch uh, till date. I mean, we're still we're processing orders online because just to ensure we could we could get them in, in time for, for our customers. Well, it's attractive interest rates, 1.75%. Dhruv, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a good day ahead. You too. He's Dhruv Arora, founder and CEO at Saif. Joining me this morning in Money and Me, I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM89. 893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.